Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. Now for the scripture this morning, I have a lot of verses to go to. Uh, I don't remember if I preached this in the past. I prepared it for Africa, didn't do it. It went another direction, so I thought I would do part two this morning. Um, about a month ago, I was teaching about um, decisions. And so now part two is going to be power of a choice, power of a choice. Amen. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, verse 13 of chapter 3 of Philippians, forget those things which are behind. Everybody say, forget those things. That means the good things and the bad things. What we accomplish on our trip is over with. It's written down on the account of the church. And now we've got to look forward to what God's going to do in the future. Amen. Reach forth unto those things which are before. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14 now. I press toward the mark of the prize, the high calling in God, of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward the mark. That means... We need to stay focused on the mark. And so then, a proper focus brings us the power through a choice. Now, I've noticed the last few months that Satan's been trying to distract everyone here at the church. Say, distract. He sends distractions to try to get our focus off so that we'll not be able to choose. It's my responsibility to lay out the options of your choices, but it's up to you to choose. Now, if the devil can distract us, then he will dilute our power and our ability to make a proper choice. Now, I want to go to Luke chapter 4 and verse 4 this morning. Hallelujah. We're living in a world that is totally governed by the flesh. And sad to say, most of the church is governed by the flesh, which is a disgrace to the covenant. Jesus answered and said, now this is when the devil was tempting Jesus, of course, as you know. The Lord said, it is written... That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. In other words, we cannot live by food alone. Which lets us know there's a natural man and there's a spiritual man. The natural man has to have food and water, sustenance to exist. Likewise, the spiritual man also must be fed. 
Amen. Are you ready to eat something today? Because the Word of God says we do not live by food alone, but by the Word of God. Then it's expanded in Matthew 4, verse 4. See, we got Luke 4, 4, and then we got Matthew 4, 4. We can remember that. It helps us understand what is happening here. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So my question is, what is God saying today? Well, it's already said in the Word of God. But now, there is such a thing as a rima word coming to you through a prophet or a minister of the gospel. That is the Word of God, but it, the anointing seems to kick it in and make it alive for you. It isn't dead letter at all. Dead letter will kill you. The Spirit gives life. Amen. Everybody say the Spirit gives life. You see, we don't live by food alone. Some of you eat a lot of pizza and think you're living. No, no, the spiritual man must have the bread from heaven. Must have the word of God. It isn't optional if we want to overcome in this Christian life that we live. And so, when all of it's said and done, we come down to the power of a choice. Now, I was thinking about that, talking with Monty a little bit about this, the power of a choice. I can't get away from it, so when I'm over to Africa, God's giving me something to say here, and when I'm here, God gives me something to say over there, so I don't know if I'm coming or going. It doesn't matter. What time is it anyway? Oh, it's about, oh well. So I need to hear what God's saying. And Jesus even told the churches, if any man have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Are we in the church age today? Yes. So the Spirit is saying something to the church today. Amen. Now, when we look at the Old Testament scripture here a little bit this morning, Joshua chapter 24, uh, let's, let's start there today. Hallelujah. And verse 15. So this, this whole spectrum, this whole realm is designed to bring you and me to a choice. Because God has put certain power in the choice that can change your destiny, change your environment, and every circumstance that we're in all hinges on a rational choice that we get to choose. It's more than just hoping. It's making a choice. Now, the Lord said this this morning to me. He said, when you decide something, it brings you to a choice. And I always thought, when I choose, then I'll decide. No. When I decide to choose, I'll choose. But I can decide all I want. However, until I choose, based on my decision, nothing changes. I must choose. I should say, we are empowered to choose. When we make the right choices, all of heaven backs us up. If we make the wrong choices, we pay the price. 
So I suggest you get some counsel before you make choices. I've learned that people do what they want to do. But Satan is violating the principle of choice. They don't understand how God created us. Could I have an amen? Even the ungodly can choose, and devil cannot do one thing about it. So the devil then violates our choosing capacity. I refuse to let the devil violate my freedom of choice. I was created with the ability and right to choose, and so are you. Therefore, we have authority over the devil even before the blood of Christ is applied, even before we're filled with the Holy Ghost. My ability to choose can overcome the devil. He can't do one thing about it. All he can do is deceive me into making the wrong choice. If I make the wrong choice, it gives the enemy the right to come in and steal, kill, and destroy from me. I refuse to let the devil do it. Shout amen, somebody. I refuse. I choose to refuse. You say, well, I'm passive. You cannot be passive. You either choose God's way, or indecision is also a choice. Indecision is unbelief. Choosing the word of God is faith. Hallelujah. Oh, we're doing okay now. If it seemed good evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day who you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, are the gods the Amorites in whose land you dwell? Now Joshua says this, and we quote it all the time. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I need some men to say amen now. We will serve the Lord. I don't need my wife getting up and telling me what we're going to do. Come on, you men. The man says, we will serve the Lord. Amen. We need some men, bless the Lord, that'll be men and pull their pants up and be strong in the Lord. Glory to God. I cannot respect a man that doesn't take the head of his house. Yes, I'm preaching good now. Hallelujah. Because when judgment day comes, God's going to come to the man. The husband and say, what about this and that and this and that? Well, my wife done the praying. What about this and that and this and that? You stayed home, worked, while your wife got the kids ready, taking the church. It ain't going to sit well come judgment day. So I want to persuade you to change your thinking and make a choice based on the word of God, which is the will of God for your life. Everything is straightened out. You'll have the best little wife you ever saw. She'll massage your shoulders, glory to God. Cook you some refried beans three times a week, praise God. Popcorn on Sunday morning, amen. And even wash your clothes, hallelujah. Speaking of clothes washing, oh. They washed our clothes over there and hung them out on the line <laughs> for God and everybody to see. Did you see them? No. But mine was the colored ones. Hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, let me get back on this. I'm supposed to be spiritual now, see. 
Joss was... Preachers just can't win, man. You just, you just, just. But you know, Joshua said we'll serve the Lord. Amen. Now let's go to daughter, De- Deuteronomy chapter 30. And I'm struggling today. Deuteronomy 30. So and I'll go switch the tongues. Praise God. Deuteronomy. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death. Here comes the choice, life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. See, people are so ignorant, they don't know how to choose or what to choose. Well, let's see now. Uh, Then he says, I'll tell you what to choose. Choose life. That both you and thy seed may live. Deuteronomy 30, 19. So now God's telling us what to choose. But we still have to yield to his will. I will choose what God wants me to choose. Because I do not know what to choose until God tells me. That's the reason we need to be fed. To bring us to a rational choice. So God can bless us, coming and going, make us a head and not the tail. Praise God. So it's a preacher's job to bring us to a decision. And I hope you make the right decision, but if you don't, it isn't my fault. Well, if you'd explain it, I'm explaining it correctly today. It's up to you to choose. We lay out the options, broad road, narrow road, here you're on the middle, now you've got to choose. Well, I don't know what to choose. Choose life. If we don't know what to choose, we say, Lord, you choose for me. (laughs) Choose for me. But we still have to take the step of faith, even when God chooses for us. It's my burden to to get you to take a step of faith toward the cross every time. You'll never fail going that way. Now, when we go back to the book of Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, hallelujah. And... uh, Strike that. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15. Strike that. Back to chapter 1. We're praying for you. Hallelujah. I still got a little jet lag this morning, so, you know, I'm holding on to the pulpit here. It's all right. God chooses. Everybody say, God chooses. All right. And God said, let us make man. Now, he had to choose to do that, did he not? After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish, the sea, over the fowl of the earth, the cattle over all the earth, whatsoever keep all over the earth. So God created man his own image. Image of God created him. Male and female created he them. Now, I'm on the subject of God chose to do that. I don't want to get into all theological aspects right now. 
I'm just making a statement. God chose to make Adam in his image. One aspect of the image of God is the ability to choose. So God chose, and now he must give Adam a choice. Because Adam is in the image of God. Hallelujah. Now, God is the one that provides the options. There are no other options other than what God provides for the human race. Nothing outside the sphere. Because God set a boundary, or a hedge, if you will, around about us. We're in the middle, and now He gives us these choices because we're creating His image. Therefore, we must choose if we want to be like God. God provides a choice. You had to choose to get married, didn't you? Or did somebody twist your arm? Boy, it's quiet now. You had to choose to get married, didn't you? Everything in life's journey hinges on the power of a choice. But let us have some wisdom and contemplate the end result of our choices. I must decide to choose. If something distracts my decision-making and hinders my choice, it's from the devil. I've been created to choose like God chooses. Well, we're not God, but we're in God's image if you're born again. Therefore... We can choose to do what God's will is and shut the devil's mouth. He cannot do one single thing. That's power. It's all based on a choice. When Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. You're an offense unto me. Christ made a decision and a choice to say those words. Amen. Praise God. Now, in chapter 2, verse 15 of Genesis, we'll get it now. 2 and verse 15. Are you staying with me now? So the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Now, I don't want to get hung up there, but you know, there wasn't anything wrong with it. What was he supposed to do? He was supposed to keep the devil out. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Now here comes the choice. Everybody say, here comes the choice. But the tree of knowledge good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now that's a big choice. Life and death. And we know what happened. They made the wrong choice. Satan violated their decision. He deceived them, so to speak, even though Adam knew what he was doing. Nevertheless, they made the wrong choice. Adam sold us out to the devil. And then he died. He died spiritually. Even though he lived physically, kept eating Apples and whatever well, they ate in those days. No meat. 
He lived to be some 900 years. But see, he died spiritually. And fellowship with God was broken. So it is with the entire human race. The entire human race is not right with God. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. Oh boy. Well, I may have to go back to Africa. There's something wrong with the church that ordains homosexuals. There's something wrong with the church that puts her okay on abortion. So, Satan, as I said last month, Satan doesn't fight the church so much as he joins the church and then governs the church from the pulpit. What we need, bless God, is some preachers that are preach the everlasting gospel and let the axe fall where it will. Amen. Amen. Bring people to a, cho- a choice. Amen. So in Adam, then all die. But in Christ, all are made alive. Now, when we're born again and back in the fellowship with God through the cross and the new birth, being baptized into Christ, then the power of choice is reinstated. And now we have authority over the devil. I'm saying the Holy Ghost anoints our choice. If we choose what the Word of God says, then the Holy Ghost comes in and backs it up, and no weapon on this earth can stand against it. We don't walk by the natural five senses and the sight. If I did that, well, we're failing. Well, Christ failed. They only had 12. One of them was a devil. I guess Noah must have failed. Do you see what I'm saying? Satan uses all these tactics to get us to think, well, you know, we're not, well, you know, we're not, uh, we're not overcoming and we're not doing anything for God. Hey, you know what? If you can live for God and maintain your faith in Christ, you're doing pretty good in these last days. If you can keep your family in church, amen, you're doing real good. Amen. Praise God. But how shall they hear without a preacher? They cannot. How shall they preach unless they be sent? Well, they cannot. But what are they sent to do? They're sent with a message to bring people to a decision and make a choice based on the Word of God. Hallelujah. So we must make a decision to act in faith and trust God. I've learned that about my own life in 40 years of serving God. I had to choose to be saved. God did not and could not violate my will to be saved. Amen. I had to choose to become a minister of the gospel, even though I didn't want to be. Had my own plan. But by the time the Lord gets through with you, you'll choose. Praise God. I'm humored by these people that are half backslid, thinking they're doing their own thing and they're free. Now, by the time God gets through with these people, they'll choose. Saul was on the road to Damascus. He had no intention of becoming a child of God. But I'm going to tell you something. By the time Jesus got through with him, rolling around in the manure on the dirt, he chose right. And so will you. Amen. We can't fight against God's will and win. 
He will have his way no matter what. Praise God. Render unto the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. We use that for money. I want to talk about something more important. You. You belong to God. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, you give to God which is God's. Yourself. Your spirit, your soul, and your body belong to God. Amen. I choose today by act of my own will to yield it all to the Lord, for better or worse, even though we're flawed and have iniquity and things are wrong. Nevertheless, God loves us. He's not through with us. And when He gets through with us, we'll stand on the streets of glory because of the grace of God. He didn't save you just to let you wander around here and die and go to hell. No, no. God's got a big, big plan for you. You must choose to let Him have His way. Shout amen, somebody. You must choose to let God have His way in your life. No matter what it looks like, God will help us to overcome any situation. Praise God. Therefore, I make a decision to act in faith and trust God. I acted in faith and trusted God when I became a Christian some 40 years ago. We act in faith and trust God when He fills us with the Holy Ghost. We also act in faith, make a choice, and trust God for the healing of our physical bodies because our body belongs to God. It's a temple of the Holy Ghost. And I'm sick and tired of infirmities in our flesh when God has paid for us at Calvary. Shout, we're healed in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Shut up, devil. God says we're healed, and that's it. Praise God. Well, what about? Shut up, devil. I don't want to hear what about. I make a choice based on the word of God. By his stripes, we were healed. 2 Peter 2.24. And I refuse to accept anything less. Amen. We got a better covenant based on better promises today. Glory to God. The Old Testament saints, the Israelites came out of Egypt. Not a one of them was sick. Forty years, not a one of them was sick. Feet didn't swell. Now you know, children's feet grow, isn't that right? And their shoes also grew. Hallelujah. Pray all oh, now. You can't even believe that. Well, where do you think you got enough quail to feed three million people every day? Water out of the rock to water three million people plus all their animals. And we can't believe God can make their shoes grow. I've got a big, big job in this place to try to expand our faith. I tell you what, our faith is not big enough. We need to prove God and see. Praise the Lord. Nothing is impossible to God, but He waits on our choice. The power is in the choice. Praise God. I choose to have authority over the devil today. Gonna have an amen. I choose to live and not die. Glory to God. I choose to get better and not worse. 
I choose to be an overcoming Christian and not a defeated one. I choose to put God first in my life and do His will and not be a rebel like most of church people. Glory to God. Why? Because we love God. <laughs> He's first in our lives. If God is not first in our life, who is? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul, and strength, and your neighbor as thyself. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, God chose us in His Son. Galatians 4 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, made her in the law, made of a woman. God chose to do that. Can you see how God chooses? Christ chose to come. Hallelujah. Let's look at Ephesians 1 7. For the sake of time, we will look over some of these. Let's look at Ephesians 1 and verse 7 to 9 this morning. Hallelujah. Is it coming up? In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. To the next verse. <clears throat> Wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself. Now when God makes his will known to us, we must choose to accept it. Amen. Or choose to reject. Then in Colossians 1.27 this morning. Hallelujah. To whom God would make known what is the riches of his glory, of the mystery of the among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. So I continue to choose to let Christ live in me. I know there are times in our lives that we don't feel like he's in there, but we don't walk on feelings, do we? We walk by faith. So then, Christ indwells our hearts by faith. Amen. Can we trust him? I choose to trust him. You know what? He is trustworthy all the way. He's totally trustworthy, and can never fail a single person. Hallelujah. Now in Revelation 3.20, all right. So I'm making a decision now. I'm making a choice now to let us out early this morning because some of you are acting like you're trying to eat a steak and you're choking. So we're going to cut back on the food spiritually. You have to come back tonight to get the dessert. That'd be all right. Now, here's a good one here in the scripture. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice, so is he knocking with his hand or his voice? I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice. We know the voice of the Lord, don't we? I knew the voice of the Lord, so to speak, before I was saved. 
because he started pulling on me, and I knew it was him. Nobody had to tell me. I knew. And I had to make a choice. The Lord, through his grace, gave me an opportunity to make a choice. And thank God we made the right choice. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, now I must choose. So God's knocking on the door. Even if you're a Christian, God's knocking on the door. Now I must choose to let him in. Praise God. I must choose to let him in. So what I'm saying, the power to let Christ in your life hinges on a choice. I choose to let him in. He said, then, I will come in to him. Praise God. I will come in and sup with him and he with me. In other words, we'll commune, fellowship, be at one in spirit. Hallelujah. That's really what happens when believers receive the Holy Ghost baptism. They choose to yield and let God take control. And you know, we think it's some lightning bolt, this and that. It can be, but most of the time, you just simply yield. Now I realize the manifestation of the Spirit has to be present in the church service. I realize conditions have to be right, but why aren't conditions right? We're not choosing correctly. Our conditions would always be right. I know there's a time and place for everything. But thank God for everything. Salvation, Holy Ghost power, healing, giftings, miracles, all of it works in the church. You will receive nothing outside the church because God has vested authority in the church. And I don't mean the church can save you, but I mean God works through the church. The only way God works is through his church. And I'm not talking Catholic church either. I'm talking about the church of the redeemed, the first begotten, the firstborn. I'm talking about those who are born in the spirit of God. And God works through those. He works through those congregations all over this world to bring about his will and give people a choice. That's what it's all about. Give people a choice. I love it when people make the right choice. But it's burdensome when people make the wrong choice. For example, Paul was preaching to, I think, uh, Agabus or one of those guys there. and uh, forget his name now. But he said, Paul, you almost persuaded me to become a Christian. Remember that in the book of Acts? Come back at a more convenient time and I'll hear you again. The thing of it is, it never happened. He didn't make it. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. Amen. We must choose to let God change us. See, people don't want to change. And I know that's the old evil nature that we got from Adam. Stubborn, stiff-necked. We don't want to change, but we must change. The problem is, I can't change myself, so what are we going to do? Well, we have to trust God to change us. 
Amen. So I choose to let God change me today. How we change from glory to glory. Now we're thinking, I know, I know people need to be changed. Well, if we'd change, maybe they would. <laughs> oh, prayer changes things. No, prayer changes people. People change things. <laughs> Life and death in the power of your tongue. You can change things. You must choose to change things. Amen. Praise God. Well, now there's a scripture in James 121. Now we must see this one today. Hallelujah. Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Hallelujah. Wonderful promise. The word of God has supernatural power. So by the grace of God, we're going to choose the word in our, for our lives Every time. Amen? Every time. Hallelujah. Hebrews 7.25 now. Praise the Lord. Choice, choice, choice. Hebrews 7.25. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost. How many believe it? Sure. That come to God by him. How do we come to God? Through Christ. He ever lives to make intercession for them. I'm glad about that. I cannot make intercession for myself, so I choose to allow Christ to make intercession for me. Amen. When we mess up, He's faithful. He'll make intercession for us. But now we must choose to confess. Praise the Lord and not hide. Take the fig leaf off. Let God be God in our lives. Now the last scripture this morning is 2 Peter 3.9. All right, we did pretty good today. <clears throat> Just swimming around the scripture a little bit this morning, but the point remains. There's power in the choice. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. See, God chooses to be long-suffering for people. To usward, he's really long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. Now, we use that for the lost people, but I want to use it for the church. Because the Bible says, long-suffering to us, not them. Are you getting that? not willing that any of us should perish. But, uh, but should all come to repentance. And so what are we repenting about? I must choose to repent about my wrong choices and make right choices based on the Word of God. If I will do that much, 
God will do the rest. you enjoyed today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zionward Ministries International. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at zwmi.com. Once again, that's zwmi.com. Or visit us on Facebook at Zionward Ministries International.